If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, consider Anchor Media. Hi, everybody. It's Rob Smith with the Lighter Side of Dark podcast with Solio and Smith. And I want to tell you a little bit about our good friends at Anchor Media. It's real easy to get started. Basically, go to the internet, search for Anchor Media. It'll come right up on your browser. Take an opportunity to follow the step-by-step videos, and you could have a podcast going just exactly as Solio and I have for the past six seasons. So uh, check them out, Anchor Media. Where you go from there is completely up to you, but they'll get you started. Anchor Media, the place for podcast beginners. Hey, everybody. This is the LSD Podcast. First of all, thanks for listening. Second of all, you're not being forced to. During our podcast, we will attempt to entertain you, make you think a little bit. We believe in the First Amendment and our right to our own opinions. You may disagree, and you can always vocalize those disagreements with us. But if you're easily offended, we're probably not the podcast for you. We try to make you think of things from a lighthearted side. We talk politics, yeah, and occasionally we even bash religion. We make fun of certain groups and even ourselves. So if you're that easily offended, please don't listen to our podcast any further. You're not being forced to. Now, let's try to be entertaining. Well, my name is Ira, and, I, and I'll say something cool. Great stuff, guys. Very entertaining, and I have no future as a defense attorney. I'm glad I found that out today. Oh, God, I love everything about your podcast. Well, I love your... I've, you know, been listening to you guys for probably the last six months or so and kind of halfed on it. I'd love hearing you guys come on and kind of talk about stuff in really a way that, I don't know, you don't really care uh, what, you know, how, how bad it sounds. You're saying the truth, and I think it's just cool to hear. You know, it's a little refreshing to hear with all the um, the edited stuff. I love it. Makes my day. Really enjoy uh, listening to you guys and your sense of humor and everything and the, these uh, interesting subjects that you Welcome to the Lighter Side of Dark, Season 7. One of the fastest growing podcasts in the U.S. Now, here to make your eyes roll and attempt to entertain you are Solio and Smith. Milk and pie. There we go. I listened to the opener last week and I really, I, I just got so excited I screamed it and I hurt my own ears. You hurt your own ears? On the, on the radio. Both so of I, them? So I had to turn it. Both ears. Both ears. Whew. So uh, I think I think it's coming together. Yeah, slowly. It's, sure. it, well, it, it's it only took, taken two years. It took Terry to call in to finally, you know, hone you into WNBC. <laughs> right, right now. So, how you been? I've been all right. Yeah, this been is a, this is a good this is a good break among all the chaos and, uh, of the world. This studio moments that we get to have here for two hours. Yeah, just kind of uh, vent and, and like I said, we can talk shit about our wives because we know damn good well they don't listen. And process the world around us and, and what the hell is happening and, and who the hell is saying what and the things they're trying to say as I know you've worked on some clips of. Yeah, uh, um, we we have, because uh, we, we were just talking before we uh, started the podcast about how the the great majority of our first two seasons of the podcast were about just nailing Trump, and it wasn't hard. No, it wasn't it, hard to it do. It wasn't hard. I would imagine, as a stand-up comedian yourself, how much how much harder it is now to find political humor about a president that's as boring as Biden. Yeah, I mean, and, and I kind of knew this was going to happen. There's another an old white guy who, after after those last four years of crazy, you need it to be boring for a bit to yeah. calm down, settle things. But that doesn't make for great jokes. Yeah, that's for sure. So comedians have had to have t- had to take their, I don't know, their attention and direct it towards members of the January sixth committee on both sides. 
you know, and, uh, sure. and, and have some fun like that. I have my thoughts about Pelosi that I think a lot of conservatives would probably agree with, and, uh, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty oh, left-wing. I, I just love so. it when somebody goes, oh, well, Pelosi, I'm on your side. I hate her. <laughs> what's, what, what's your point? Yeah. I can I can just I, I can dislike someone who's considers themselves a, a, a liberal uh, sure. left wing you know nut job yeah. Democrat. I don't care for that kind of nonsense. Absolute either. garbage. Well, I got to tell you, we've had uh, we've had an awful lot of uh, of fun uh, this week, um, but the the one the one thing I want to <clears throat> play is that we'll let Dave Andy introduce it. Of course. How could this be news? Here are your hosts. So Leon Smith. He's back in the news again, Trump. He's always kind of, he's always on the news shit list. Yeah, he's on, and he's always on His the outskirts. position ready to be. changes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now he was at the bottom. And so the January 6th hearing that they, uh, that they played last Friday, the, the basically the primetime version, mm-hmm. they played the outtakes of the video speech he made on January 7th. This was the the all the White House staff got to say, Mr. President, you need to make a speech about this. Mm-hmm. You need to address this. We've put it together. Stand in front of the teleprompter and read this. Mm-hmm. And this is unedited. Th- right. These are the outtakes. Uh, I actually watched the actual speech after watching the outtakes, and it just it just it was so pathetic and so bad. So when we hear people talk about. Uh, uh, Biden can't even read a teleprompter. Biden can't do anything. Biden stutters and stammers. But right, just yeah. remember this, people. This this is legit. Yeah, and they're not and they're not wrong. But let's let's listen. <laughs> I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday, and to those who broke the law, you will pay. You do not represent our movement. You do not represent our country. And if you broke the law. Can't say that. I'm not gonna, you, I already said you will pay. The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defied the seat of dust. It's defiled, right? See, I can't see it very well. Okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'm going to do this. Let's go. But this election is now over. Congress has certified the results. I don't want to say the election's over. I just want to say Congress has certified the results without saying the election's over, okay? Congress is now Congress. Yeah, right. Now Congress. I didn't say over, so let, let me see. Go, go to the paragraph before. Okay? I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack yesterday. Yesterday is a hard word for me. Ah, uh, good. Take the word yesterday, because it doesn't work with the heinous attack on our country. Say on our country. Want to say that? No. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. My only goal was to ensure the integrity of the vote. So, the eloquence of Donald J. Trump. Yeah. And did, you, did you keep hearing him hit hit the podium? Right. Just damn it. Yeah. Just kept smacking the podium. Yeah. For for effect. Mm-hmm. Right. His, his trouble with the word yesterday. Don't that, like the word yes. It, could you say yeah. yes yesterday? I think out? he meant like he didn't want to say it for some for some reason. I'm not no, sure. No, why. he struggled with just saying the word yet. Yeah, well, yeah. I struggle with the word yesterday. Take the word yesterday out, okay. even though I just said yesterday, three times. That's the funny thing is he actually that was the clearest one of the clearest words he said, and and then he said I don't, I don't like the word yesterday. 
I thought he was implying like what it what it meant, but sometimes people but, struggle with words. Yeah. Now my my Biden my, is openly dis, uh, dyslexic. Yeah, yeah, he and also or, uh, he, has a stutter. He's got a stutter exactly. Um, I I can tell you, my wife, for example, when we went to uh, New York, we went to Little Italy. Mm-hmm. She can't say Little Italy. Yeah, that's good. Okay. When she says Little Italy, it sounds like she's completely plastered. Now, if she stops and goes Little Italy, she can say it just fine. Mm-hmm. But if I say say Little Italy, she goes Little Little Italy. <laughs> Certain people just can't say shit. You know what I'm saying? My wife is the same with the Tammy 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 trail. Is I can't Tammy, say Tammy Tammy Mammy Tammy Mammy. <laughs> <laughs> The next time we're together with the two of them, we got to bring these conversations up just to get them to say it. So what's Highway 41? Yeah, they used to call that um, the road from Tampa to Miami. What was that called? And just remain totally mm-hmm. silent. I cannot wait to hear her say Tammy, Tammy, Tammy. And you can say, well, didn't you and uh, your wife go to uh, Little Italy? Well, did you like Little Italy? Mm-hmm. She'll, she'll immediately give this me a pause. Yeah. So, yeah, um, DJT had a little trouble uh, forming the words there. Yeah, and you know what? It's, it's not even a big deal. It's just... It's more the the idea that they're going after something as as superficial as that and as silly as that when they're both eighty year old guys. You know, they're they're both in cognitive decline. Mm-hmm. Um, one is just in a fantasy world and and lives in his own reality, and the other is you know part of the old guard. We're trying to get out of there. Right. You know that to me is the difference between the two of them. Um, but they're both pretty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the the amazing diversity that is America, and then you look at the amazing lack of diversity in, you know, basically who runs the government, right? Um, Not representative of you the know, country. people are like, oh well, there, you know, there's more women in Congress now than ever before. There's more minorities in Congress now than ever before. Yeah, it takes time, but but I will tell you, it also goes to show. For those people who, who wondered why Trump got elected over Hillary, Hillary was the definition in 2016. I can look back on it in hindsight right mm-hmm. now. She was the definition of a politician. Right. And that's why they went Trump. Because people were sick and tired of politicians. Right. It was the perfect storm. And, and then after Trump, now they're going, you know what? Yeah, you know what? Hey, but maybe just a politician might not be half bad. But you can have amazing men, amazing women, amazing minorities, amazing just old white guys. Sure. Who go to Washington with all of the best intention and then become part of the problem. It happens all the time, and sometimes they, you know, when you're voting along party lines that you don't agree with, but it's like this, or do I hold up the vote even further? So you, you kind of can't win because the, the the Democrats are fractured into about two or three different parties, and the right is unified with fascism right now. That's yeah. So it's it's a weird. It, it needs to be more of a wave, I guess, of of aligning goals versus well. I want to vote for this, but I won't for this because I'm a coal baron. My name is Joe Manchin, and I'll pretend to be progressive, except, you know, my daughter jacks up the price of insulin, and, I, and I'm and i a coal baron. That's And he's a Democrat, but he's safe in West Virginia. God, guns, yeah. and the flag. Yeah. Vote for me. So it's fracking. You know, there's a lot of fractures, and, and there's no unification, and nothing moves forward. And by the way, fracking is bad. Fracking. Fracking. The term for fracturing. Fracturing. So, did you ever see the Eddie Murphy movie, early 90s, called The Distinguished Gentleman? I remember the movie. I don't know if I watched it. Essentially, he's a, he's just a guy, and the, uh, the local representative dies. And this Eddie Murphy character has a similar name. 
Okay. So they run him for Congress and just use the old guy's signs. Gotcha. And everybody just votes for Jefferson because that Jefferson's been our... Congr- they don't even realize that he was an old white guy and now it's a young black guy. They don't even pay any attention. And when he shows up to make a speech, he just literally plagiarizes the best four speeches of presidential history. Where he stands there in front of the camera and goes, We got nothing but fear, but fear itself. Ask not mm-hmm. what your country can do for you. Right. Or you can you get, read my lips. And the crowd's cheering. They're just going, yeah. They're just... Now you're thinking, okay, this is a comedy. Then he goes to Washington and he's thinking, okay, this will be easy. I got to make a ton of money. I don't have to do anything. I don't even really have to show up and vote. He, he's basically showing this. And then he meets with a lobbyist. And the lobbyist says, Well, are you for free school lunches for kids? And he goes, well, of course I am. He goes, good. I'll get you money from the companies that make the free lunches and charge the government. But he goes, if you were against free lunches, then I would get you also money from the, a group that opposes that. And then he's like, you mean I get paid both ways? No matter what? He goes, absolutely. Welcome to Congress. I think Trump legitimately, legitimately, in his own mind, went there thinking he was going to be a revolutionary businessman who was going to show these politicians how business works. And he got caught in the very swamp Absolutely. he was going to try to drain. He's lived in his own reality forever. You know, he, going back to even the 80s, it was pretty well known as ties to Russia. I mean, Ivana, Ivana Trump. Well, I mean, hello. So his ties to Russia were well known even then. You, and, you, are you telling me Ivana's not a southern name? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It's just, it's, that's fine with them. The foreigners that look white are okay, but the foreigners I, that look dark. I, you got to pronounce that right. Furners. Furners. Fur. If you I can let you call them people foreigners. Furner. They're furners. Um, but he's he's always sort of lived in his own reality. No one's ever really challenged him. So he he's risen to the top despite all that. Who's who's? Why would he think otherwise? He's never faced any repercussions. He's been able to make everything go away by just throwing money, or he's never had to pay back any any debts. He's been loaned money from other countries because they stopped around here, and yet nothing nothing has ever happened. So he probably thought, yeah, I'm just going to make the changes I want. I'm going to eliminate. I'll change the constitution around. I'll show people because he's that deluded. I don't know that he is chaotic evil necessarily i think he's just that deluded that he wouldn't care if people die he just has no feelings he just wants his reality to be his reality right if that makes sense i'm very highly educated i know words i have the best words i have the but there's no better word than stupid it's one of my favorites i missed that i had to play that when we were talking about the the donald (laughs) it just sums it all up he said it to himself yeah, and it's fine. Flag hogger. I've, I've said I say stupid things every day. I say stupid things every week here. So, <laughs> so to think that you know. Speaking of which, next next week we're doing uh, viewer mail, and I'll give you a highlight. I did get a nasty, nasty, oh, nasty. horrible email from someone who was very, very offended by the joke I told last week with the using the uh, the Indian. Uh, voices about who, who became more American, Muhammad or or, Akbar okay. or whatever the names were. Yeah, yeah. And and I responded. I sent it back an email saying, um, "Sorry, you were offended. The joke itself is not offensive. If it is, it's offensive to Americans. That's uh, and, and and that's we're all relative. It also has to be told in the context of two people that have that accent." 
the accent does not make the person lesser than me or lesser than America. Yeah, that's straight up a funny joke. And I said, it's okay if you found it offensive, but that doesn't mean the joke was offensive because it was actually told to me by a gentleman named Pankaj. And the joke is the irony of it. Right. Is he's saying something incredibly racist, and yet he is that. That yes. is the joke. And if you don't understand that, then maybe humor's not for you. Exactly. Yeah, and and I, I put on there, so not for we, we, we appreciate you being a listener, but if that's all you got out of last week's show, then just make, you know, you're, and just like our disclaimer says, you're not being forced to listen. Well, yeah. You quote, unquote, turn the channel. Pick a podcast that, that talks about the same drivel for four straight hours. Now, I love fantasy football. We, we screw up the drivel. We mix it up, the drivel. I love fantasy football. And, and my friends have said, man, you ought to do a podcast on fantasy football. <laughs> I don't want to end up hating fantasy football because it, be, it the, because it literally becomes my life. I enjoy it once or twice a week, going on the yeah. chat board, slamming my buddies. I had a great season last year, almost made it to the Super Bowl, but, you know, Kyle Pitts screwed me over. Right. For those of you that don't know who Kyle Pitts is, that's Mr. and Mrs. Pitts' son. Yes. I can't argue with that. <laughs> so uh, this week uh, we are going to be our, our Mount Rushmore segment, Potluck foods Ooh, people yeehaw. people bring to to potluck dinners i think that's a good one we haven't done anything There's, quite like that before no we, we have done ice cream toppings ice cream toppings would be probably the closest but pot, potluck did everybody at some point whether it's now or, or or in the past has probably worked in an office environment or been in a setting maybe it's a class a group where there is a potluck involved maybe it's a family mm-hmm. thing so everybody has gotten a taste of potluck. So that's our Mount, better, our, our, our Mount Rushmore segment. We do have Florida Man uh, coming up. We also have our Hall of Shame segment. This week it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, here's a here's a, a teaser. Um, I get to be I get to make fun of the group that should not be in the uh, Hall of Fame uh, this week, and you get to pick one that I will should advocate, be. I'll advocate. And, and I think we have really picked a couple good ones this, this is you, you especially you 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 did well. This is surprising so. to me, but it's. And it's probably going to change sometime in the future, but right now it's relevant, so we'll get into that in a little bit. All right, well, it's time to uh, wake Dave Anthony from a sound sleep. Hey, gang, do you know what time it is? It's time for the Florida Man Game Show, brought to you by Game Show Party, right here in the Tampa Bay area. Florida is famous for its crazy Florida Man headlines, with all the crazy stuff done only by a Floridian. Well, in this game... Both of our hosts are sentenced to 21 days in the county jail. Each of them will be read three real headlines from the newspaper or the nightly news, and they must choose which one is fake. The reader will do their best to convince them of which one they should choose, and they must either agree or disagree, like Hollywood Square style. If they answer right, they get one day off of their sentence. If they're wrong, they get one day added to their sentence. Let's see who gets out of jail first. Now, let's see what crazy stuff Florida Man has done already. Well, what's going on in cell block C, cell 19, where Paul and Rob are still there, 18 days in each. Mm-hmm. Those so, you realize, you realize since December, <laughs> we have literally knocked off, added on, a total of three days. Is it when we started, like 21 or 22? 21. Yeah. That's how hard this game is. Well, we get you know you get one step forward, two steps back. It's, it's tough because we're we're going against thirty three percent, right? We got a thirty three percent shot. We do our best to eliminate, but sometimes that b- backfires. So if we get it right, we get a day. 
But if we get it wrong, which we have a 66% chance of doing, we go back a day. Yet somehow, we've managed to come out slightly ahead. Slightly. Slightly. We have... What if by December, what if we're still where we are? Dude, all I can tell you is if, if we were put in, in jail for 21 days in December, we'd been out by the first week of January. Yeah, I think the system's broken. The system so, is Something's broken. telling uh, me. There, our, our recidivism rate, recidivism, whatever. Really, the, yeah. I can't say yesterday. Yesterday's a tough little, word. Can we just take yesterday out? I just I, I had trouble just, with the word yesterday. I can't, I can't accept it. Yes, I just I already told them they, 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 they have to pay. Already told him. All right, uh, I'm gonna go first. Let's get the uh, let's get the clapping and the toilet ready to see uh, how the, well you're gonna ball do. Ball and chain rolling. Are you ready, Solio? I've never been so ready. To All right, from. ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Florida Man. Uh, your first one: a Florida man arrested for trying to break into an unmarked patrol car with the cops inside. inside. Ah. New or baby. your second choice: Florida man wearing a hat made out of aluminum foil. Okay. Streaks through a local university campus, claiming the staff can read his mind. Literal tinfoil hat, boy. Okay. And my personal favorite, it's short, but it's sweet. Florida man chugged can of beer in front of cops during DUI stop, threw can to the side and said, See, I don't have any alcohol on me. <laughs> That's so, almost too clever, but boy. Florida, Florida man arrested for trying to break into unmarked patrol car with cops inside. Okay. Florida man wearing hat made. I'm sorry. I mean, okay. God, it sounds it's, ridiculous. It's so hard to keep it straight. <clears throat> so my best announcer voice. So Channel 6 nose. News. Florida man wearing hat made of aluminum foil streaks through local university campus claiming the staff can read his mind. Or C, Florida man chugged can of beer in front of police. During DUI stop, threw the can to the side and said, I have no alcohol on me. All right. So, this is really tough. Um, this new this new batch of cards we just opened up, these are good. Yeah. Well, the way we're doing it now, I like we're, we're just kind of almost doing a little quick shuffle, hand out, and I grab one without looking, you grab one without looking, we just roll with it, and, and no thinking allowed, we just have to grab it and go... This well, is, if thinking was allowed on this podcast, it would sound totally true. different. We would have lasted one episode. Um, so, you know, there's a part of me that really wants to say that the tinfoil hat is BS because it's so ridiculous. Um, it, it is ridiculous. The first thing is... is A guy chugging beer in front of cops is not ridiculous, uh, according to your thoughts? It is ridiculous. It's almost too, it's almost too clever. Drinking it in front of, that's like too much of a, I'm an action badass hero. So I'm going to go with that being the bullshit. And number three, that is my final answer. Congratulations. You just added a day to your son of a bitch. The fake one is the guy wearing the aluminum foil hat. Really? I thought you were heading that direction. I should have, but it was I almost. I thought you were heading that direction. Sometimes when I feel like they are over the top, I feel like they're screwing with me and I, I, Played myself, as they say. Here we go. Uh, a little, little highlight: we are anticipating a phone call today, around uh, halfway through the podcast, from uh, our live in studio guest Jesse, who is calling us with an update on Gigi. I've been very worried about Gigi. We didn't hear anything last week about Gigi, but right. if you listen two weeks ago, so supposedly there's an update on Get Yourself a Gigi. He also wants to play the uh, music switcheroo with us this week. Yes, music titles, uh, which he has a great one. 
Okay. And he, uh, he also has something else he wants to share with us on the podcast. So okay. he'll be calling in about the halfway point. Sounds so. good. All right. All right. Here we go. This is Smitty's turn at Florida Man. Hey, Florida Man cited for eating pancakes in the street. B, Florida couple arrested says they forgot they left one of their seven kids at the park. C, Florida Man accused of arson sets fire to own prison cell while awaiting trial. That's A, Florida man cited for eating pancakes in the street. B, Florida couple arrested says they forgot they left one of their seven kids at the park. Or C, Florida man accused of arson sets fire to own prison cell while awaiting trial. Okay, so essentially I've got... um a There's fat, Home Alone. <laughs> a fat person, Home Alone, and Beavis burns down his cell. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new yeah. Beavis and Butthead not, movie, by not, the way? Not yet. It is incredible, not especially not if you're a fan. I love Yeah, I love it's, it. It's very, very, it's very well done. I absolutely love uh, yeah. what Mike Judge Good. did with it. It's, it's great. Good so, to uh, know. Uh, yeah, this is, this, this is cool. Calm down, Beavis. And uh, I've, I've really, really have missed them. We're going we're gonna to score. I know. They used to play them so much, they would play like the same five episodes, but it was so good. Okay. The pancakes issue has, has reared its ugly head in the past, mm-hmm. and I don't remember too many of them being a fake headline. Mm-hmm. Pancakes and Florida Man seem to go hand in hand. Okay. Um, the third one, an arsonist in a cell mm-hmm. would be probably get bored and do what they do best which is arson that sounds believable the home alone theory um what's really funny is is in my wife's new car if you get out of the car now and you ever open the back door it reminds you to check in the back seat for unattended children it, it, the car's having to remind you oh, to not leave your kid in that's a hot wh- car that's where we are that's where we are I just remember in the 70s, my, my, my friend's dad had a car. When you opened the car door, it said, the door is ajar. The car is in park. And the car spoke to him. Yeah. You know, That's like future stuff and, back and, then. And, and one, of my, uh, one of my friends um, <laughs> basically said, he goes, you take that car to the hood. Somebody's like, somebody done stole your battery. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, I'm going to go with the bullshit story of forgetting a kid at the amusement okay. park. It is actually... Son of a bitch! Really? The arsonist did... The arsonist didn't. <sighs> I guess I guess they, they kept all the flammable stuff away from him knowing. But, uh... Damn it, we're up to 19 days. We're going the wrong direction. I don't like this game anymore. <clears throat> we are going the wrong direction. Florida man... You're the reason. See, Florida Man is the reason for so many problems, including the two of us. Is Florida stuck. Man the reason for the season? He's the reason for a lot of things, and the season's one of the four. That is true, too. Well, thanks for uh, listening to Florida Man. We're going to be back with segment two, uh, Hall of Fame, Hall of Shame. And then we will be expecting a call from a, uh, a guest very soon. So thanks for listening. We'll be right back. This is Solio from The Lighter Side of Dark, and I want to talk about my favorite bakery 
in the whole world, Cuppy Cakes. If you live in the greater Tampa Bay area and you have a special event coming up, a wedding, birthday, getting off probation, I want you to give them a call. Go to their website. Check out their work. It is impeccable. They've been around since 2011, and they make the most incredible custom cakes you'll ever see. www.ourcuppycakes.com, or you can find them on Pinterest, Instagram, or Facebook. Check them out today. I promise you won't be disappointed. Cuppy Cakes, where life is sweet. Looking for something unique for your next event? Try Game Show Party, where we bring all of the classic game shows that we've all been seeing our entire lives. Shows like Family Feud, The Really Wed Game, Match Game, Pyramid, Wheel of Fortune, Fun Style Jeopardy, and many, many more. Game Show Party brings the full size TV style game show to your next event. Great for fundraisers or parties. So for more information, check out GameShowParty.com or call 727-531-8880 and book your new game show event today. This is Christopher Walken, and I want to tell you, you're listening currently to the Lighter Side of Dark podcast. <laughs> Lighter Side of Dark podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Segment number two of the Lighter Side of Dark with Solio and Smith. I am Smith. Oh, I'm so Leo. I'm sorry. sorry. Was was that a bad lead-in for you? I, I, I need to have somebody pointing to you. No, I've Solio three, two, one. I was go. distracted by my wife. My wife just texted me that there was this is just like one of those freaky things where you know like like ghost ghost stuff. And my wife just texted me that there was a handprint on the window uh, where we just moved some curtains. I just washed some curtains, and there's like a big handprint on the window, and I don't think. That it's like a creepy, like, I, I, her dad was a big guy, so I think she's having, like, he did install the windows, so I think she just kind of had that moment where she's, like, you know, realizing maybe that his, he's got a handprint left, so it's just sort of weird, you know, I just had that. If you ever I have, mean, like, a weird thing like that? Oh, like, ab- mo- most definitely, most definitely. Um, if she's interested, she could save the handprint by spraying, um... Like a like a clear sealant over the window. Yeah, that will keep the handprint on there. Could be a good. Could be a. That's a good. A idea. good mojo thing. I'm. I'm. I sure hope it's his. I mean, yeah. he, he was a big dude, and no one else. It would make no sense. There was no one in my house besides me. Today. I just want to show you. I have a small hand, so I was. Not, I was not peeping <laughs> in the window. I, I, not, I, <laughs> not, yeah, I'm peeping so, in the window someplace. I'm probably not going to be pressing my hand up against the glass. But anyway, that's another story. Yeah, she just sent me a picture, so we're going to have to. Uh, that we're gonna have to get that checked out, I guess. Wow, uh, that's, uh, I think I see. I see stuff like that as a good thing. I, I don't get right. I should be creeped out, but maybe I'm not. Is that what you mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, it's like, it's like if, if if a family member, especially a father, somebody like that, installed the window, and you end up finding a, a handprint after they had passed. I mean, that would be right. And so I'm like, yeah, he's kind of he's kind of there checking on. That's what I'm I'm wondering, and and you know, so we'll have to figure out if there's a, there's a way to to see what that is but well it's uh, we're going to get ready to do our a couple quick segments here the carlin's corner and hitch slap um now what's really weird is I, I know a lot of you who listen to the podcast a lot and we thank you for that realize that solio and i pretty much do this thing by the seat of our pants every week we don't do a lot of pre-rehearsal stuff we don't do a lot of canned stuff and edited stuff because we want it to be more spontaneous right right so 
we each week we try to find a, a little tidbit from uh, the greatest comedian of all time, Mr. George Carlin, and probably probably one of the greatest um, authors and um, atheists of all time, uh, Christopher Hitchens. It's weird because this week we both basically hit on the same subject. They tend to dally on these subjects and, and dance on these subjects a lot because I think they, the, the hypocrisy of them is all tied together and the religion and, and that stuff. So, uh, But you're, you're right. They, uh, it has to do with religions, their feeling about homosexuality and just how it ties in with abortion and all that, that kind of stuff. Right. I'm, I'm going to play the hitch slap one first. Okay. It's, about, it's about two minutes and 30 seconds long. I apologize for the length. But he's in a debate with... Um, some a, a couple Catholic priests, archbishops, that are, and the the question is whether or not Catholicism is good, is a a message for good in the world, and mm-hmm. and and he he handles himself pretty well with this because one of the men on the panel with him is his good friend Stephen Fry, also an atheist, also uh, homosexual. So you you will hear some colorful language in this, but this is his again making a point mm. or several. Staying in Africa, I think it will one day be admitted with shame that it might have been in error to say that AIDS is bad as a disease, very bad, but not quite as bad as condoms are bad, or not as immoral in the same way. I say it. I say it in the presence of his grace, and I say it to his face, the preachings of his church are responsible for the death and suffering and misery of millions of his brother and sister Africans. And he should apologize for it. He should show some some shame. Fourth, for condemning my friend Stephen Stephen Fry, for his nature, for saying, for saying you couldn't be a member of our church. You're born in sin. There's a revolting piece of casuistry that's sometimes offered on this point. Yeah, we hate the sin only. We, we love the sinner. Stephen is, I'm sorry to say, not quite like other girls. It's his nature. <laughs> Actually, he is like other girls in that, in that he's, when I last checked, absolutely boy mad. Um, <laughs> He's not being condemned for what he does, he's being condemned for what he is. You're a child made in the image of God. Oh, no, you're not. You're a faggot. And you can't join your church and you can't go to heaven. This is disgraceful. It's inhuman. It's obscene. And it comes from a clutch of hysterical, sinister virgins who've already betrayed their charge in the children of their own church. It says that the church advises against homosexuality. It teaches against it. No, it doesn't. Any more than it teaches against divorce or contraception. Where it can, it bans these things and punishes them and writes them into the criminal code. If all you were doing, sir, ma'am, were offering advice, we could probably be fine with it. No one, though, whether they were asked repeatedly, would say whether they thought Stephen Fry, my friend, was in a state of mortal sin or not. They wouldn't tell you something about the question brought out their inner coward. Well, I say that homosexuality is not just a form of sex, it's a form of love, and it deserves our respect for that reason. That if, if when, I, when my children were young, I'd have been proud to have Stephen as their babysitter, and I'd told them they were lucky. And if anyone came to my door as a babysitter wearing holy orders, I'd call first a cab and then the police. So there you go. 
It's a great after great. after that debate. By the way, it's available on YouTube. After at before the debate, they asked everybody in the audience, uh, "Is Catholicism a means for good in this world?" Four hundred uh, four hundred and seventy eight said yes. Over a thousand said no, and three hundred and fifty were undecided. At the end of the debate. Less than 200, 179 said it was, yeah. 1,800 said it wasn't, and there were two undecideds. Yeah. That's what debate's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, and we've discussed this on the podcast ad nauseum. We, we don't like cherry pickers. If someone is, has a religious belief and they keep it to themselves and it makes them happy, even Christopher Hitchens says, I have no problem with that. Of course not. Just quit trying to cram it down my throat. So set up the Carlin bit a little bit for me here. If, if I mean, It's not very long, but I'm sure he'll handle it himself. Yeah, no, and Carlin, uh, he just briefly talks about how, with, with all, you know, churches, how they, they, they claim to not like homosexuals. They should love homosexuals because homosexuals are not going to reproduce in that traditional way. <laughs> yep. And then so you don't have to worry about them being at risk for being uh, someone who's going to get an yeah. abortion. Um, so, you know, they just, again, back to just being a hateful group, not, not a... Amazing how we both read each other's minds uh-huh. this week. All right, George, tell us all about it. Catholics and other Christians are against abortions and they're against homosexuals. Well, who has less abortions than homosexuals? <laughs> Leave these fucking people alone, for Christ's sakes. There is an entire class of people guaranteed never to have an abortion. <laughs> And the Catholics and Christians are just tossing them aside. Gotta love that. I book. mean, that should be team. They should be on your yeah. team. You get those votes guaranteed. But but just, again, the hypocrisy and the hateful nature. And that's what religion is. You know, Christopher Hitchens is essentially saying religious religion is an exclusionary, hateful, destructive institution. Yes. Is what I got, got from that two-minute clip. Absolutely. Um, and it's all a bunch of bullshit. Um, there's a, a lot more argument to, 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 to than just that, but... It's, um, yeah, I, I have trouble. I, I went to religion class when I was eight years old, nine years old. My, it was once a week after school for about an hour, and my, my parents decided they would let me go, because Catholicism is big in, in, in this country, if you notice. And uh, they let me decide on my own, and I really, after going a few months, I'm like, what, what is this? And even then, I saw through the, it was just like, it sounded like a fairy tale, it seemed very strange and controlling it was all fear-based nothing in it made me feel good and safe it all made me feel afraid and sad yep uh so i realized like they just are trying to scare me into doing stuff i was nine years old when i thought this so to think that we're not capable we are capable of of critical thought um but this should be so obvious and i'm glad someone like hitchens who was oh i wish he was around but boy is he's so eloquent I love the eloquence with which he delivers his point with like a dagger on the end. All the people that have debated him, where uh, there was a there was a debate one you time. You can't debate him. There was a debate one time. Five guys on the panel. He was pretty much the only one. So, and and I know what that's like. I'll tell you a brief story about high school in just a minute. But he was on this panel and his he was getting he was telling well I'm getting dressed to come to the debate tonight. And my and my and I invited my wife to go along. She says, Oh yes, I'm definitely going. And he goes, Really? You're you're going to come to this thing? He goes, it's going to be dreadfully boring. She goes, nothing Christopher Hitchens does is ever boring. Right. And he, after it's over, it's like these people, it's like they want to dislike him, but they can't because he always just basically lays it out. Mm-hmm. 
And, 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 and I know a lot of people, well, that didn't sound very respectful because several times throughout that debate, he kept asking them to address the question. And like a good politician, they avoided it. Right. And then he says, you, you never answered the question. You never said, yeah. you know, you never came out I mean, and said I, this. I agree with what he, what he said was charged, but I don't think at any point was it disrespectful or hateful. I think he was Yeah, because the Catholic Church basically came out and, and started spreading propaganda in these African countries that the... AIDS virus was put in the condoms. Wow. They were, so they were, that's what they were literally to. saying condoms don't work. They give you AIDS. And these African people, again, not nothing against people in Africa. They were uneducated. They're like, okay, these people seem like they know what they are talking about. Sure. So I will say I will not use condoms. The whole thought is they're supposed to guide us, right? They're yeah. religion. They're, they're, they're men of God. They're supposed to guide us to do what God, God's will. So right there. I mean, I've got a, a saying that I've been... I've kept, you know, basically in my pocket. I'm starting to dole it out a little bit on Facebook. You know, good without God. I can I can be good without yeah. the, the without. Uh, I have to be afraid that I have to be good or God will yeah, do this. Right. I can just be good without it. If you need God to be your moral compass, then maybe you don't really have a moral <clears throat> compass. Yeah. You, you know, like if, if, if you need God to tell you that stealing or, you know, cheating or, you know, lying, if those things make you feel bad, if you need God to tell you that, that should make you feel bad. That's kind of. I think you need more help. Well, Maybe you need Christopher Hitchens, and this is probably going to be one of the hitch slaps this season. I'll probably play his bit about the Ten Commandments. He goes, he goes. Are are you legitimately telling me that Moses and all of his people made it to the foot of Mount Sinai, not knowing that murder, perjury, and theft were bad? He was. My contention is they never would have made it that far in the first place. Right. They didn't need to be told. So that's crazy. That's insane. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's do our musical segment. Let's have a little fun with uh, with this. Uh, Dave, you're getting paid, so tell us what's coming up right now. Welcome back. And now to the second segment of the show, where our hosts feature their vast musical knowledge. There he goes. Vast. And now it's time for Hall of Shame. Or Hall of Shame. Hall of Shame and Hall of Fame. Hall of Shame. shame. Uh, for those of you uh, lis- new listeners to the podcast, thanks, first of all. Um, let's talk about um, a group that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame and one that should be in. And I'm going to start this week because I, I have one that I'm just, um, I've never been a fan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> never been a fan. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nine Inch Nails mm. is in the Rock and Roll okay. Hall of Fame. Nine Inch Nails. Yay! Nin, or as I like to refer to them, because that's what their logo looks like. Nin. Nine Inch Nails is in the Hall of Fame. How is this humanly possible? You know what? I'm, I'm going to guess it is similar to the Radiohead effect, where it is they are kind of a niche I, I, what are they like? In, sort of industrial. Like Trent Reznor, I'm pretty sure recorded "Pretty Hate Machine," the, the first album. I think it's just him. I think it's it's just all him that produced and recorded that whole album. So my guess is they're using the Stooges reason, where they were unique, trend-setting. Maybe uh, that that would be my thought because I know. They don't have that many mainstream hits. They had one or two. Actually, I'd have, I probably should look it up. But but go ahead. You, you've got... I didn't mean to steal your thunder. I'm just trying to figure out. Yeah. 
This was a big one. This was it? Uh, Head Like a Hole was a decent hit, I think. I don't know. So Let me, I, I'm curious to see. There's two. Is that are those the I, two? I already looked. Okay. So there we go. Yeah. That's Good old it. nine inch nails, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Worthy of a spot in the rock and roll hall of fame. Because they talked about I want to fuck you like an animal and I want to <laughs> touch you on the inside. You know. Nothing like a good top 40 hit. I can't wait to hear that one in an elevator in another 30 years. I think they're going to replace Girl from Ipanema with, you know. I mean, and I will tell you this. That little bit that I just played right there, I like the beat. The beat's sure. cool. Right, right, right. The beat's cool. That's kind of even, what... Even the little subtle lyric undertones mm-hmm. as the beat's going on. That's okay. But nobody's ever requested that. <clears throat> nobody's ever danced to it. And I think of music in a way that it's got to move you slower, fast, or something. Right. And this just is not a song I would catch myself listening to, like, ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. I, I think... Nine Inch Nails, Hall of Fame, seriously? I'd like to know... Do we have a defined... Do they have a defined criteria? I don't know that they do. Because if they did, then... There'd be well, I guess if he did, then Loverboy, like the other week we were talking we're about, you know, struggling now to find a way to even remotely justify them as being in the Hall of Fame. Right. I, I know. Mean, seriously, Patrick Mahomes is a fantastic quarterback in the NFL right now, but if his career ended tomorrow, I don't, I don't think he's Hall of yeah. Fame. Yeah, it goes back to again. This I think the Stooges. You, you remember you called me. Uh, before the conquest, you're like, I found that the Stooges are in the Hall of Fame. And, you, and, you know, and not that I hadn't, like I said, not that they're not influential and all that. But it, I think it's that same effect. Like, in terms of mainstream shaping culture or, 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 or um, familiarity, top 40 hits, there's really not much there. Um, and I think you're... You can make that same argument. <clears throat> yeah, Radiohead too. You know the same same. I think in that no the, way, shape, form, or fashion should Nen be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And and another. No matter how you, know, you spell it. Again, they're not rock and roll. They're more industrial. Maybe like electronic. I don't even know how to classify it. They they sort of created a little genre of them, their own. Maybe that's part of it. Um, I'm starting to think that has a lot to do with it because the more I, of names I see that are on there that I'm questioning. It seems like when you dig, that's the reason, and not, well, look at how many hits they had. The Hall of Shame, Nine Inch Nails should not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but now you came up with a so, group here that I was blown away. This is surprising to me because there's the Beatles, there's the Rolling Stones, and then there's Dave Matthews, the Dave Matthews Band. And the reason I'm listing the three of them together is not because I think they're on the same level. However... Fans seem to, because nobody has more number one albums besides the Beatles and the Rolling Stones than the Dave Matthews Band. So that alone, we've seen groups get inducted for lesser. Um, I love, for example, I've always loved this song. uh, Ants Marching is this one. And... 
I think I hear an oboe in there. They, they have an instrumentation that is very unique. Um, but again, that should be considered a plus. I would argue that they are anything but mainstream. If you look at, it's essentially a jam band that has, they have a fiddle, they have, uh, they have a, I think they, well, you know what I have there? I have the, uh, the band pulled up over here and it's changed over the years exactly what instruments, but they have uh, trumpet, they have violin, mandolin, saxophone, bass, keyboards, drums, you know, some of your usuals, but they have a very strange kit. Mm -hmm. um, and I was at a concert once, a friend of mine had an extra ticket and we went to see a Dave Matthews band at the, uh, it was the, I think it was the Florida Amphitheater at the time. Now they want to, is it, ask Gary, Amphitheater, it's an amphitheater. The middle of July. If you've got enough money, you can name anything. That's true. Um, and again, even though I... That's the Pittsburgh Steelers Stadium, the Acrisure <laughs> Stadium at Three Rivers. It's embarrassing. It, it literally sounds like a salve that you would put on your ball sack. But anyway, is. let's get back to talking about Dave Matthews. So, And when you said Dave Matthews, I told you, I'm not a fan. Right. Yeah, I, I would say I would say they're probably in my top five of least least favorite yeah. bands. But I but I can tell you from a DJ standpoint, I was DJing in the mid '90s. I got requests for Dave Matthews. Mm, I sometimes do, not often. And I would sometimes. say to people, "Okay, I'll play Ants Marching if you'll dance. But if you stop dancing and walk off the dance floor, I'm fading the song out." I think that's fair. They have to understand a song like that and a lot of Dave Matthews stuff. Maybe you listen in the car. Maybe you listen at home. It's not dance music, really. So I get that. They have fans. They oh, have fans have. are loyal. Yeah. Uh, now this is kind of a sexy song. Crush. Yep. Um. Yeah. Then this is a good, pretty like this is a. It doesn't get too loud at any point. Some saxophone in this one. Crazy. But they also have uh, some hardware to go along. They only have one Grammy, but they do have 14 nominations. Eight top 40 hits. Highest, sounds about right, mm. highest got up to 19. It sounds about right. So in other words, they were popular enough to be on the top 40 a lot, but not like mainstream, crazy yeah. mainstream. But, the, but if you're, if, and I'm telling you right now, don't like Nine Inch Nails. Not a fan of Dave Matthews. Yeah. But one should be in the Hall of Fame, and one absolutely should not. I think that the uh, I, I do kind of like Nine Inch Nails, but I don't I I could never argue that they should be. I think they should be flip flopped. If anything, um, I'm not a huge. I don't hate Dave Matthews. I thought I did, and I thought I liked them when they first. I can't really. I, I like a few of their songs, and others I turn immediately. It's a weird relationship I have with Dave Matthews. It's not a lot of groups like that where it's like immediate immediate skips, and other times I'm like, oh, this is all right. But they also, I would say, maybe that speaks to their to their um, wide musical range of styles they're able to pull off and types of music that that he's able to write and they're able to write. You know, th this was their first big hit, and it's so unique compared to a lot of songs, and that's why I'm like, I don't know if I like it, but I like that it's so different. I think I, there are groups where I respect that. Well, the mid-90s was a mishmash of music. Definitely. Country. A lot of alternative in there. Alternative. Grunge was still in there. Line dancing was, you know, yeah. a weird time. Hootie and the Blowfish, for God's sake, were popular. Right. Can you find a more middle-of-the-road group? What's an old joke? There was an old lady broken down the side of the road, Hootie and the Blowfish, bus pulled up, but they couldn't help him because they were too far in the middle of the road. It's, it's fair. <laughs> the safest band. Jack 
They also mess around with time signatures a lot. Like here, it's kind of... Which speaks to their vast musical knowledge, as Dave Anthony would say. What would you say, would Dave you Matthews say? Band? Um... So I think, you know, and they've, they've sold, uh, boy, there's there's other accolades I could point to, but I think just the, the amount of awards they've been up for and the numbers of albums they've sold right there, based on what we've seen in the past, I think that should qualify them. And they're weird. So the, if, if they want their weirdness, they got it. Yeah, I, I would say eclectic would be eclectic, how, yeah. how I would describe That's the it professional their, way to their, say their, it. Their musical taste. And it's, I think it's, that's... It's all over the place. It's good. Talented musicians, very right. talented musicians. Lead singer, obviously, has a very, very instantly recognizable voice. Yeah. It's just... The song is called Dream Girl. I'm familiar with it. Wasn't the, a massive hit for them. Not, Ants Marching was probably their biggest. That was probably the biggest commercial yeah. commercial hit I would say. But yeah, I just I appreciate REM. If I if somebody requests REM, I play Stand. Uh, they request Dave Matthews to play Ants Marching. Mm-hmm. If they request Nine Inch Nails, guess what? <laughs> we play that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to go. Uh, we're about to go live right now to uh, our our caller. Uh, thanks for calling into the LSD podcast. Who do we have? This will be Jesse Smith. How are y'all doing, gentlemen? Jesse! I've been waiting for Gigi time all day. (laughs) For those of you uh, uh, not aware, a couple uh, episodes ago, uh, Jesse was a live studio uh, guest with us. Jess, did you have fun at the podcast? It was was a lot of fun, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Well, we enjoyed having you. Though uh, we, uh, you, you teased us. You told us a little bit about uh, get yourself a Gigi. We're going to get an update on uh, Gigi in just a minute, and you're going to uh, bring us uh, this week's uh, Switcheroo, which I think is one of the more creative Switcheroo. By the way, for you just now listening to the podcast, we take a word. Uh, verb or noun in a song title and switch it for another one and then go through all the different song title iterations and have a lot of fun. A couple weeks ago uh, Jesse switched uh, the word cry to fart so we had big girls don't fart um, you know. Lies. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. So we're when, gonna be when, do- when Dove's fart was also a favorite. When, when Dove's fart was very good. But uh, you, you also have something new you wanted to bring uh, the Millennial Moment or Millennial Minute? The, the Millennial Minute, yes. Tell us about that. Well, I, uh, I have a piece of advice for people. Um, I worked for a long time as a bartender. Uh, I work uh, right now. I work the cashier at, at a, a gas station. I'm not going to tell you which one, but there are shapes and letters involved. Um, I think you mean Circle K. This is, um, if you are a frequenter to, you know, like I said, a bar or, or like a gas station or something, if you receive a hookup, now, a hookup is something where, you know, when I was a bartender, if someone ordered two shots, if they were a friend or, you know, if they were, if they just seemed like they were down their luck or I was trying to do them a favor, I'd charge them for a double instead of two singles, save them a buck or two. That's somebody giving you a hookup, right? Two coffees or something. You know, if, 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 the, if it's a mom who's struggling with a kid, I'll charge them for one coffee. You know what I mean? A hookup. Now, if you are the recipient of said hookup, Here's what you do not do. On a day that you come in and you do not receive the hookup, do not say, oh, well, well, this person only charges me one. Or, well, well you know, Jesse, he, he, he hooks me up. Don't say that. <laughs> okay? Because you are going to not only lose said hookup, 
okay, because they will make sure that you are charged the correct amount every single time after that, you're going to get that person in trouble. Okay? Yeah. Why would you ever snitch on your hookup? No, no, no. It's, 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 it's this, the sense of entitlement that people have yeah. to say, oh, well, I only... That's, that's not the usual price. I usually only get one. You know what I mean? That and should be lesson one in street smarts. Don't ever rat wait out a second, your hookup. Wait a second. Exactly. Are, are you, exactly. Are that you? is one of those things where you, you take the hookup where you can get Millennial it. Millennial moment. And then, and then the those. next time you come through, you make sure you go through that person's line or mm-hmm. make sure that you check out with, with that particular bartender. You Already do not draw wait attention a wait, to Wait it. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> are you trying to tell me that millennials think they're entitled? Is that what oh, you're no, trying no. to say? This, this was a boomer. This was a boomer. Oh, okay. So, oh, so boomers so, are plenty entitled. So, so it's a millennial moment talking about boomers. Well, I got boomer moments. I could talk about millennials till the cows <laughs> come home. I'm sure we could go back and forth, but that was just something that uh, that grinded my gears, if you will. As a matter of fact, you know what's funny is uh, is your your sister Samantha knew you were calling into the podcast today and said, "Is he going to do one of those grind like?" Peter Griffin's grinding my gears moments. I said that is exactly as you guys are thinking alike. Now, yes, um, we're doing uh, viewer mail <clears throat> next week, but we are already receiving tweets and questions and emails waiting for an update on Gigi. Do we have an update on Gigi? We have an update on Gigi. For those of you that did not listen to the podcast two weeks ago, uh, Jesse received an errant text from a woman identifying herself as Gigi, which we have have subsequently found out that she is <clears throat> a grandmother <clears throat> excuse me, of, of, a, of a, a young man named Zachary. And Jesse playfully responded back to her, and um, it, it, it's really blown up since then. So now we have an update on Get Yourself a Gigi. Talk, tell us about it. Well, Gigi uh, wanted to, to check in, and she wanted a picture so that she could show her friends her, her oh, handsome grandson. So we're getting oh, into no. full catfish territory Oh, no, now. yes, we are. Oh, yes, yeah, are. I'm here okay. for this. I'm ready. <clears throat> so I got together with about three of my buddies at work. Um, I, I am a, a white guy in my 30s. I have another uh, co-worker who's another white guy in his teens, we have another guy, he's, he's a, a black guy in his 20s, and then our other manager, he's in his 50s or something. So we took a group picture and sent it to her, and her response, I shit you not, <laughs> is, oh my God, you're so handsome, glad to see you're doing well. <laughs> oh my God. So, so, so let me four, see if I four understand. people? Yeah, I understand your logic. You sent four figuring that Zachary would look like oh one of them. Oh my god, I love this. It was it was a group picture. We all were waving. We all said okay. hi GG. So you're giving her the opportunity one of those to things cuz everybody knows about this at yeah. this point. Oh my god. Giving her the so, chance to say you're not Zachary. Right, but but she like like before, she was all in on this apparently saying, "Oh, you're so handsome." Without Now did she not clue you in on the one she is saying that you were? Did you no, get it? Okay. Not at all. Okay. So still don't know. She's still just playing along. <laughs> have, I love this. Has she sent? Um, have you requested any photos of any kind, or is she willing to send anything? I, you know what? I have not. Uh, I, I figure that that'll be you know for for the next update. Okay. On, yeah. You yeah. Know, get yourself a GG. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that sometime this week. I love this. This is get yourself a GG. Yeah. I need this kind of stuff. See, my life is so boring. Then when someone else has this kind of. I like this mystery person here now. 
just I really want to know their motivations. I'm going to see if Zachary can get himself an Xbox. I'm going to see where this where we can go with this. (laughs) There are no rules. I say go as far as it goes. Have you thought about asking for GG to pay for your Pornhub subscription for next month? Oh, that's a good one. I'm going to have to write that down. Why would you ever pay for porn? Exactly. (laughs) Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are. It's now. It is now the time of the show where we do a little segment called the the old switcheroo, where we take a noun and or a verb from a song title and switch it. And uh, Paul and I have been putting ours together. uh, Yet, uh, Jess, I think you have trumped us, not in the political way, again. So you had a suggestion for this week. So I would like to take the word sweet okay. and switch it for sticky. All right. Um, what's your what's your first one? Right out of the gate, we got to go sticky child of mine. Okay. That sounds like I, every child I, I, I've my, seen. My, my entry is how sticky it is to be left by you. <laughs> Sticky Paul? dreams. I was I was gonna say uh, yeah I was I was going to say uh, sticky emotion, but the sticky dreams are very sticky as well. Sticky Caroline. Yes, that is true. Oh oh oh, sticky thing. Home. Oh sticky home. Ooh, home sticky home. Sticky baby James. <laughs> <laughs> sticky little sixteen. Or just about Sticky 16. Sticky Home, Alabama. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Blues Traveler, Sticky Pain. Okay. Sticky Nothings in Your Ear. (laughs) Sticky Surrender. Ooh. It's disgusting. I give up. Now, now a lot of you... uh, uh, not going to realize this. 1971, a group called the Stampeders did a song called Sweet City Woman, which would be Sticky City Woman. George Harrison's uh, Who Could Forget My Sticky Lord. Oh my goodness, absolutely, My Sticky Lord. Aerosmith, Sticky Emotion. Bitter Sticky Symphony. Ooh, nice. Very creative. Very creative. <laughs> sticky Love by the Commodores. There you go. <laughs> Bring out your sweetness. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, there, uh, oh, um, Sticky Dreams by not only Air Supply, but also the Eurythmics. Sticky Potato Pie by James Taylor. Yeah, James uh, D- James definitely has a sticky tooth. He's, he seems to. Tooth. He sure seems to. Sticky Surrender. Sticky Surrender. Sticky Agony by Dolly Parton. Ooh, sticky potato <laughs> pie. Sticky potato James, pie. James Stewart. James, James Stewart. James, James Taylor. James Stewart sings now. Exactly. Yeah, we're not we're not switching the, the artist names. We're, we're switching the, the, the titles. That, yeah, that's, that's the next one. Now, uh, here, here's one that's tricky. The Ohio Players got up to as high as number 33 in 1975 with the song called Sweet Sticky Thing. Sticky sweet thing? Sweet, <laughs> so sticky, this would be sticky sweet thing. Or sticky sticky thing. <laughs> sticky sticky thing. Very good. Very, very good. I think we covered the uh, the heavy hitters. Oh, um, stickiest taboo. 
Oh yeah, by Sade. By Sade. Yeah, the stickiest the taboo. taboo. I, I, I let I that's let the, the worst kind of taboo. <laughs> it is. We'll let the readers and viewers decide, and listeners, since we have none of the first two, but one of the last. You know something we did not do with uh, Jesse when he was here. Which one? In live studio. We had a live studio guest and we forgot to do something. Oh, no. It's Shag, Mary Kill. Shag, Mary Kill. Well, I think it's time. A, we, oh, we have it ready? Yeah. Let's yeah, do right. it. Tell Jesse what he's going to do. So All right. So, Shag, Mary Kill. I'm sure you've played Shag, Mary Kill a time or two. I, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I can put together what's going to happen through the context clues, yeah, but go ahead. I think so. So, we've just got some cards of pre-selected groupings of trios uh, that... I guess they try to group them together in some way. Maybe they're, maybe they're contemporaries. Maybe they have the first, same first name. Um, so we're just going to... Rob, Rob is actually sorting. Smitty's got his his uh, fingers sorting through some of these now. And uh, we'll read off and ask you to put in your... And then we try to guess what we think. He He's probably going to know you better. Uh, but we try to guess what our guests will say. And then we just compare to what the guests actually say. And we see how close we can get. Um, and that is usually not very. Okay, Jess, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to read off uh, three equally hot chicks. You have to tell us which one you would marry, which one you would shag, and which one you would kill. It's a technical term, hot chicks. Okay. Are you ready? Go ahead. Don't say it out loud because we're going to write down what we think. Your three choices are Denise Richards, Halle Berry, and Terry Hatcher. Are there any of those you do not know who they are? Um, I'm aware. Okay. So we have one. Denise Richards, Halle Berry, Terry Hatcher. All right. Um, all right. I'm going to go ahead and I make make my choices. I got my make? choices. All right. So well, let's see. Of those three, Denise Richards, Denise Richards in her prime in Wild Thing, Wild Things, Wow. Halle Berry. Yes, I, I, it, we, we are going um, prime, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. And then Terry Hatcher. Terry Hatcher, they're real and they're spectacular. And they're spectacular. So which one of the three, Jesse, would you shag? Denise Richards. Bingo. Bingo. So far, mm-hmm. 100%. One for one for one. So now, uh, which one? This is where it's gonna. We're gonna find out whether or not we got a hundred percent, or whether or not we're only gonna end up with a third. I think we got. Which it. one would you kill? Harry Hatcher. What? There we go. Yes, I got a hundred percent. Well, you know more than I do. Halle Berry. Of course, you're gonna marry Halle Berry. She's gorgeous. You said she was crazy. Of course, of course she's crazy. But... You said she was crazy. I thought you would kill the crazy ones. No, Terry Hatcher. You don't marry the crazy ones. Well, Terry Hatcher might be crazy too. But that is also true. Nicely done, Justin. I mean, you know what? You know what? You, you know what you win? Swordfish. I mean, come on, swordfish. Are you kidding? Monsters Ball. Full, full blown well, nude that, in that one. That's you. Don't stick your dick in crazy. <laughs> kill him. Well, Jess, you have just won uh, passes to Sidesplitters Comedy Club. Ooh. I understand there's a, a, a comedian coming uh, locally that you would like to see. Who is that? Uh, Jeff Dye is going to be at Sidesplitters on, I believe it's the 5th and 6th, that weekend of August. He is a, uh, he's a very, very funny comedian. I've uh, been, uh, been a fan of his for a little bit. So I, uh, I'll see if I can you know, finagle that. 
Well, guess uh, what? You you finagled. You won you won Shag Mary Kill. You contributed to the show. So uh, we will go see uh, Jeff. Dye. See if we can drag Solio to come along with us. Make it a make it a guys' night. So yeah, uh, Solio, did uh, did you actually go see Josh Wolf, or did you were you just plugging his show? No, I was just plugging it. I haven't I haven't been out in public in about two and a half years because uh, I'm crazy now. And he's got the uh, uh, he's got the pale skin to prove it. Yeah, yeah. I, I just uh, things have changed a lot for me, and I just don't go out much, to be honest. So yeah. we're we're, we're, gonna, we're weird. We'll see if we can we'll see if we can drag you along. Yeah, maybe next week. See if we can get yeah. you get you out of your uh, comfort zone. Maybe. Well, Jess, thanks for calling into the show, man. We uh, always appreciate your input. Uh, this week's uh, Switcheroo Sweet to Sticky was uh, was classic. We're glad to hear that Gigi thinks that yes. uh, Zach is handsome. Please, please send our regards to Gigi. <clears throat> she has friends. Uh, and for God's sake, if you her. get the hookup, don't come back in looking for it again. Let it happen ruin, a la naturale. Ruining the hookup. People trying to be helpful. Jess, we didn't get your opinion real quick. Our uh, Hall of Shame this week. Nine Inch Nails is in the Hall of Fame. I said they shouldn't right. be. And Dave Matthews Band is not in the Hall of Fame. And Paul thinks they should be. You know, I I definitely do believe that Dave Matthews Band should be. I'm, uh, let's see, I'm not totally sure. And the only reason that I'm going to say that maybe Nine Inch Nails does belong is merely because when I look at who else is in there, yeah, I I think the Nine Inch Nails, probably one of the the, the more well known, more popular groups of that genre. I I, I think you know two it's songs. one of those things where two they songs. seem to let everybody in. Two they two songs. They, that's that's not worthy of the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean that's more than Radiohead had. That's kind of my point, too. You just made my point for me. Thank you very much. They're double as good as Radiohead, which means they suck twice as bad. All right, my there friend, we're going to let you get back at it. Thanks for calling in. You know you're always welcome to call the podcast anytime. We appreciate your input, and uh, and stay safe. All right, lighter side or dark. You guys have a good day. All right, take care, Another live caller. Another successful live caller, Paul. I enjoyed that. All right. Someone so who understands. If you get the hookup, for God's sake, don't expect it every damn no, time. No, no. Entitlement is horrible. Get it, Back stop. with uh, our Mount Rushmore segment. Uh, after this, we're going to play a uh, little something from uh, our good friend Lady Bane. This is her new song, Rockin' This Thang. Hopefully, we're going to get her on the podcast soon, so we're going to play a little bit of it. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, Rob Smith here with the LST Podcast. Do you enjoy trivia? Do you have a favorite bar or restaurant that you like to play? If you're looking for something new and fun, consider Team Text Trivia. It's better than paper and pencil trivia, and we don't ask a bunch of questions that hurt your head, or people yell out the answer, which is, who cares? It's all about TV, movies, music, sports, general, and what's in the news today. You play directly from your phone, so there's no paper to worry about, and speed is the key. The faster you get your answers in, the more points you get. 
fantastic for bars and restaurants. If you have a bar or restaurant you'd like to consider them to try Team Text Trivia, have them call 727-531-8880 and we'll get a booking and you'll be able to come out and enjoy Team Text Trivia with us. Or visit them on the web at teamtexttrivia.com. Hey everyone, it's Solio from the lighter side of dark. Let's be honest, 2020 has not been a lot of fun so far, and we could all probably use some laughs. When I need some laughs, my favorite place in the world to be is at Side Splitters Comedy Club in Tampa, Florida. Live stand-up comedy every Wednesday through Sunday night. Nationally touring acts, there's even acts you've probably never heard of that are hilarious. If you've never seen a live stand-up show, I want you to go. They are so much different in person, and they are so much better. You feel the energy. You really feel like you're part of something special. Sidesplitterscomedy.com. You can get your tickets online. You can pick out your seats online. So you can sit wherever you want. If you want to be in the back because you're afraid, that's fine. You can do that. Go to Sidesplitterscomedy.com and grab your tickets today. Side Splitters Comedy Club presents our Mount Rushmore segment, where Paul and Rob talk about the top four in any number of categories and themes. Categories and theme this week, a fun one. Fun one? We must be hungry. Yes. It's that time. Now, thanks for bringing that up, but now I am hungry for makes that. It makes it easier. When, so uh, uh, this week's Mount Rushmore is going to be famous, the top four potluck dinner items. Potluck dinner. Yeah. Everybody's been, whether you want to or not. Yeah. Family at gatherings, work gatherings. What? Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, that's cool. I, no, we, we, we normally do this one maybe around Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. But you know what? I just did an event last week that was Christmas in July at an old folks old folks home. Okay. And I had a ball. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas in July. It's usually like six weeks out of a year. I, I'm a decent person. <laughs> you know what? Why not do Christmas in July? Do Christmas, do like Ramadan. Pick like four months out of the year and the next year's four months and yeah, just do another holidays four months where, where, wherever the sun is if it's you know. constantly a holiday then everyone's happy year round exactly and everybody wins yes because you know Paul Christmas the Jesus is the reason for the season that's the right the reason for the season and reason all for, don't you know what don't don't you hate me because I keep Christ in Christmas oh boy oh there's a lot of them keeping the Christ in do Christmas. you ever remember being around anybody who Somebody said Merry Christmas to and they ever got offended. I really can't think of one entire time in my entire Never life. Never have I ever. I've had people. There was one time I was uh, DJing at a, a bar a bar gig of ours. And I remember saying Happy Holidays. I think I might have even said Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I just sort of used it as a filler. I just kind of said a yeah. couple of things. And one dude... The guy you would expect to get offended, the white dude with the, like the rednecky white dude with the, the baseball cap on and the why goatee. You say, why don't, why yeah. you, you it's say, Merry hey. Christmas. I'm like, yeah, it is. Well, it right. is for you, dude. Like you're, so no, I've never heard anyone get offended when I say Merry Christmas. I've heard people get offended if I say Happy Holidays. God forbid they think you're not saying Merry Christmas anymore or something. It's very, it could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah, I say a lot of things. I just like to switch it up. Yeah, none of it makes sense. I love the word. You I say love, a lot of things. None of it makes sense. Right. 
that should be enough for these people. Sometimes I want to look at these people and say, you mean you were actually listening to me? I know. <laughs> I that do, time? I, I always do that joke. Okay, how many think we should uh, open up with a fast song? How many, think we do, uh, how many don't care what I'm saying either way? Uh, hands go up. Like, I love you people. Right. All right. So, so it's, it's, it's potluck, um, and it's time to bring. It's time to bring. Something to the meat. Yes. You want me to bring or you bring? You got something? I'll start. Okay. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. Deviled eggs is pretty much required yeah. at any party. And you just hope that it's someone who's, like, good at it. Yeah. Because it's, good, good it's deviled simple, eggs but, it can, but it can be an yeah. art. And uh, I think a deviled egg... It's, and especially when somebody shows up with a round tray, and they're all laid out nice and easy, nice and that, that mm-hmm. big circular black hole kind of look. You just it. swoop right in there and, and grab. They're very easy to slide in, grab a few. Yep. They're pop them, you know, one pop things. I will tell you something. I had something a couple weeks ago that blew my mind. Deviled eggs, but instead of the yolk mixture in the inside, mm-hmm. guacamole mm-hmm. with chunks of jalapenos on top. Yeah, like a, like a Mexican take, take on it. I'm telling you, dude, oh, that be delicious. was awesome. Yeah, I would love that. Good guac when done right. I love guacamole. But I'm not a fan of like guac in some places. But yeah. I, I always say, no, yeah. I'll only make it. I say, bring bring me some, uh, bring me a sample of your guac, and I taste it. Okay, great. Now I'll have some yeah. guacamole. At a lot of commercial. So yeah, places. deviled eggs. Uh, my uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, makes great deviled eggs. We got the recipe from uh, yeah. my mother-in-law, who also makes uh, great deviled eggs. That would kind of go hand in hand that if she got the recipe from her. Um, yeah, it's deviled good. eggs. It's filling they're, good they're kind of a staple. I think if you're so. You got a potluck and there's no deviled eggs. I'm like something's someone someone dropped that. the ball. Somebody dropped the ball. I'm going to throw one out there. I don't. I think these have gotten a lot more popular over the years, but I think these are probably one of my favorite staples at a potluck, and those are mini meatballs in the crock pot. <sighs> I don't. Those. I, I feel like it's a safe thing. You could you could take a few out, scoop a few out, and then you could either use a toothpick or fork. They're always tender because they cook for a long time. Mm-hmm. They're again those little poppable one one uh, one bite type of thing. Yeah, and they're satisfying. I, I, find, I mean, I know, yeah, some of you are vegetarian. I, I feel bad for, you, for for those of you who don't I'm get sorry, to enjoy I'm sorry, because you're not smiling now anyway. Uh, I know. It takes a lot of calories to <laughs> do that. vegetarian, you're not smiling anyway. Vegetarians are kind of like the the food the food joggers of the world. Have you ever seen a happy jogger? It's they're too tired to be when happy. When they're jogging down the road, yeah. I just look, they just look like they're like, I am going to die soon. Yeah. But I died healthy. Right. I, I, died, I ran into the coffin all the way. So, yeah, I love, you know, and I know there's a lot of variations now. Well, sometimes you see the grape jelly as an additive. Sometimes you see sweet and spicy. I, I think I've, I've had seen, some sweet and spicy of yours. There. Barbecue sauce. Sometimes we yes. use barbecue sauce. Some use like a kind of like a shrimp cocktail yep. sauce. Um, some will do that. Uh, really like works with said, anything. The jelly type. I've even seen where they do them with um, like, you know, marinara. Yeah, you could do yeah. that. So, Absolutely. They're, they're versatile. They're, and they're pretty easy to eat. Are and they versatile or are they versatile? I, I found that I say versatile now. Are, and they, I don't, are they extraordinary I don't or extraordinary? If they're me, they're extraordinary. Extraordinary. Um, British yeah. people say extraordinary. Extra- no, they're extraordinary. So extraordinary. Extraordinary. That's very extraordinary. Extra, extra. Oh, it's very extraordinary. extraordinary. You're very extraordinary. Christopher Hitchens would have Meatballs are very extraordinary. Extraordinary. Who's so, hey, Dude, meatballs. Exactly. Not meatballs of God. So all I know is, is if we're having a potluck and you show up with anything that's not baked by the good people at Cubby Cakes, I'm kicking your happy ass out. That, that's it. Those are important. But yeah, well, I will tell you, though, 
your chili that you made me. I made white chicken chili. Oh, chili. I made white chicken chili this weekend. Good chili variation. We had a Mexican get-together, and I did white chicken chili. Oh, my God. I love that stuff. Beans? Beans? White chicken or beans? White white beans. Yeah. One can. Gotcha. Not overdone. No, no, no. I like like the chili that you made me last year. was absolutely fantastic. Had the right consistency of everything mixed in. And that was more of a beef chili, I think. Yeah. So, like, more of a closer to a traditional than and then the white chicken chili with the white can like cannellini beans i think or yeah it's white white navy beans okay um like uh buffalo sauce cream cheese some elbow macaroni not a ton chunks of chicken fire roasted tomatoes whole kernel corn yeah and uh and like celery salt and um that sounds uh, great oh god it was just so good but uh, yeah, yeah, chili. I, I like are we saying that. that's a potluck, or are you just no, go, no, just no, going? We, okay. we just we just went off. We're on just a, hungry. On a tangent. We're just, we're just hungry. You're the one that started it. You're like, oh, a potluck. I'm hungry. I'm <laughs> I, I know. I, mean, I got two pieces of pizza in there. I could probably heat up really quick. But uh, had empanadas on Sunday. Uh, my mine and my wife from Maria uh, brought over her uh, her new boyfriend on Sunday. Really nice guy. Really really great guy. Very very. Uh, a lot of fun, so I wish wish him well. Um, I'm ready for my third one. Yeah, I'm ready. It's time for potluck dinner. I just showed up. I uh, I knocked on the door at the Solio house, and uh, I oh, opened the door opens, and I'm standing there with green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. Oh, look at you with your vegetables making green us all bean casserole. healthy and the cream of mushrooms. Now, if you were making green bean casserole, would you make it with standard green beans or the long stringy green beans? When we, we usually only make it at uh, Thanksgiving, what we used to do was buy the green beans, we would clean them, we would French them, and go through that trouble. And then they would boil them to death and put them in a casserole anyway. So I don't know why they went through all of that just to do that. So I tend to cheap out on a green bean casserole now, and I just use frozen, which is blasphemous. But It's the go-to. It's just, if it's going to go in a casserole, it's going to get mushy. Yeah. I don't want to do all that prep work unless I'm eating it fresh. I think the potluck police would show up and probably shut your party down if it didn't have at least two different green bean casseroles. Yeah, and there's with the uh, like the on- either onions. Yeah, the, the, the uh, French fried onions. French fried onions on the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, basically, the Thanksgiving variety. If I tell you that I could go the rest of my life without ever eating green beans, I'm not exaggerating. Oh, I, I don't... I'm not a fan. I don't like it. I don't eat it. But I'll I eat make them. it, but... I'll eat them. I'll eat them. I just don't... I wouldn't go out of my way not to... Not going to be happy about yeah. it. Yeah. All right. I'll eat my vegetable this time. Oh, I just love it when somebody goes, oh, have you had some of the green bean... Rob, I, I spent hours working on that. You've uh, got to try some. And I'm like, okay, fine. I put a spoon like, on there. Oh, my uh, God. This is a green yep, It's definitely a green bean casserole. It's, it's the most... Here it is. It exists. Vanilla. You know... I'm not going to vomit, but I'm not going to clamor for it. it it's, it's there. Yeah. It's at a, it's at a potluck. I did I did have a, a green bean casserole one time that I thought was good. Again, it involved something um, a little bit spicier. Um, it had the green bean casserole. It had the French fried onions on top. It had a light sprinkling of like a three-cheese mixture, mm-hmm. the light sprinkling cheese, with diced up uh, chilies and jalapenos. So it gave it a little bit of always, something. Always something. love that. Very um, nice. I mean, I got—I have a hiatal hernia, so uh, I have to watch what I eat when it comes to really spicy stuff. Yeah, that can. Because that, that sucker will kick up. But boy, it's so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. It's got to have a little flavor. Yeah. Spicy does not mean hot. 
That's true. It could be. And, and jalapenos, they can be spicy, but you could, you know, you take the seeds out. Uh, you, you, can, you can tame it a little bit. They can be a little fruity. Yeah. And less spicy, but they add a great flavor to anything like Mexican. If they're if they're raw and you're just adding them to something, they're strong. But if you bake them, they lose a little. Yeah, you can bit, mellow them out a little bit. But they still Absolutely. they still keep it up. So so now we so far on the uh, Mount Rushmore of uh, potluck dinners, potluck uh, meals, potluck items. Potluck items, I guess. Yeah, because we're we're um, part of me thinks of parties, and other parts of me thinks of get-togethers. So we got deviled eggs. We got meatballs. We got meatballs. We've got, we got green bean green casserole. casserole. I'm looking down the table. What's missing? You know, if I'm at a party, and that's what I'm picturing. Yeah, because um, you're a social guy. You haven't been out in two and a half years. True. Anyway, you know me. Whatever. Party animal. Um, seven layer dip or some kind of dip are usually, uh, you know, those those are popular where it's like, oh, it's got beans, it's got cheese and sour cream and guac, and you just take the scoop and here's some triscuits. Or, so those or some kind of chili cheese dip there's like usually a really good dip that someone ranch, shows up with some kind of ranch dip uh, right That's and then like this is always gone by the end of the party i just can't believe how much they eat my oh, dip. they love my dip i just can't keep it enough i made three this time well i know my friend bill he just loves my dip he eats my dip he dips in my he dips in me all the time hey you have to tell me about your dip dip it's just it's a secret i got it off the back of a box but it's a secret um, so, yeah, I don't know exactly what dip. Seven layers seems to be more popular, but I've seen a lot of different types. Which reminds me of a great joke. Guys, a bartender working at a bar. These two gay guys come in. They're sitting there at the bar. And they're just out there flaming gay guys, kind of like, uh, think of Birdcage. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Albert on Birdcage. And he goes, okay, I'll have, have a drink and um, something for little Al. Let's, I, I call him my, my Energizer Bunny. The bartender pours him a drink, and then the other gay guy walks in. Oh, listen, so good to see you. Listen, I've got um, Russell down here. That's what I call mine, Russell. Russell the love muscle. The bartender's just cracking up. And they look over, and they go, Okay, Mr. Bartender, you got a little something going on for yourself. Do you have a secret name? Uh, you have a name for yours? He goes, yes, as a matter of fact, it's called Secret. What do you mean it's called Secret? Because that's what I call it, Secret. Strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. <laughs> Love that joke. That's a good one. There we go. Who anyway. Who's going to get offended by that one? This no, time. don't worry. Somebody will. Jokes. <clears throat> ah, jokes. No, how could you? Oh, no, we lost a listener. Who gives oh, a God. shit? There goes half of our, yeah. half of our viewers. And we'll, we'll gain some with that one, yeah, I guarantee hopefully. you. But uh, anyway. So, yeah, I think that's a, uh, that's, that's, that's a good song. I'm trying to think of if there's anything. Like, uh, potlucks, by their definition, are very mixed bags of different dishes. But I'm trying to think of the things that I see inevitably pop up and those those four i think are as good as any i'm trying to think of ones we might be missing maybe like those pinwheel sandwiches sometimes you see those like they make them oh this is my wrap and i make this mediterranean wrap and i roll it up and then Do you I use slice the balsamic it, the balsamic and then i make it with the balsamic and then sometimes cheddar sometimes mutt sometimes Ooga, I, I, I just love it, it when a man makes the balsamic uh-huh touch my balsamic exactly so um but i can't think of uh, what, what, what no i mean I, I let me ask you this so if, if there's a if there's a, a dip okay. tray there what kind of what kind of chips would you think hey this person went all out or where this person went cheap because when i just see hmm. plain lays potato chips or ruffles or right. r- r- ruffles have ridges where when i see those next to a dip i'm like cheap ass yeah that's just like onion french onion dip and, and now if chips. i see the scoop fritos i go okay step up yeah nice 
But if I see a full bag of full-size Tostitos spread around, yeah. and a person took a little time. That's what I like. I like... I like the triangle. I like kind of like thick-cut triangle, but I'd like any full tortilla chip for those types of things. And, of course, in Seinfeld, make sure you don't double double dip. dip. It's like putting your whole mouth in the dip. (laughs) Hey, I just saw what you did. George is like, you saw what I did what? You double dipped. What do you mean double dipped? You put your chip in the dip, you put it in your mouth, and then you put it back in again. Double dipped. I did no such thing. What are you you looking at? Why, Why are you worried about what I'm dipping in? <clears throat> Absolutely great. One of the first to bring the double dipping phenomenon to life. If I haven't, if I haven't told this story before, I will tell it uh, real quick. I was DJing a company holiday party, <clears throat> circa 1990, <clears throat> perhaps. I know I still still was using turntables, so it had to be prior to 91, 92, at a um, resort and spa. Okay. They had this beautiful, beautiful buffet set up on the side of the room. I'm saying, okay, everybody, the buffet is now open. It goes from left to right, so please help yourselves. So now I'm looking at the crowd. Now, the crowd is 60, 70 people, and they're all looking at one guy. They're staring at one guest. The entire room. It is painfully obvious to everyone in the room, except the guy they're staring at, that they're all watching him. I see him walking away from the buffet, and every head in the place is watching him. And I'm thinking, is his fly down? Is he on fire? <laughs> it's only one of the two at this point. I mean, I got, I got you know, some Christmas music playing in the background, and normally people are eating at this point. Right. And I'm watching people, and they've got their forks in their hands, and they're literally watching this guy. So I walk over to the table that has my client, the lady who runs HR, and I said, um, i got to ask, is something going on? is that guy not supposed to be here or something? Because, like, everybody's watching him. She motions for me, for me to come down. She goes, he put potpourri on his plate. He thought the potpourri was part of the buffet, and we're wondering if he's going to eat it. Ooh. I don't know how this went so fast, but somebody said something about, oh, Michael's got potpourri on his plate, and <laughs> it spun around oh, yeah. the entire room. So I get back behind the DJ setup, and this guy is chatting with everybody. And everybody at the table with him is just smiling from ear to ear, just keeping him as distracted as possible. He reaches down, fork into the mashed potatoes, comes up, puts it in his mouth. Everybody's, I mean, it was like that commercial. My broker's E.F. Hutton, and E.F. Hutton says, they were just enamored watching this guy. So sure enough, you see him reach down with his hand. This is a song and a half later, everybody's food's getting cold watching this guy. Minute and a half later, song and a half later, whatever it was, he reaches down with his hand, picks up a piece of potpourri that looks like a dark brown piece of tree bark and puts it in his mouth and takes a bite and immediately does the bitter beer face. At least he had the reaction you would expect him to have. And I'm telling you, the laughter straight up I mean, oxygen masks fell from the ceiling. That's how much people were gasping. But then they were very invested and yes. waiting for him to take a yes. bite. It's so I would say potpourri would not be a potluck suggestion. We can say that with certainty, that if there's one that does not make it or is excluded, not allowed, banned from the Mount Rushmore potluck. So now, your, your, your dip entry, I've got an audible mention here that might yeah. be either along the same lines or maybe a substitute for the ever-popular... I have to stop by Publix and grab a veggie tray. Veggie tray. Oh, yeah. Veggie tray. 
all the hard work they put into that. Yeah. Picking it up, bringing it over, and putting it down. Well, they have to tear out that little plastic receipt thing mm-hmm. that's stuck to the side that, that tells you the instructions on how to serve it. Yes. Can <coughs> you know I, what it says? Take the lid off. Right. Take the lid off. Can I interest you in a massive, giant... Can I can I have a bigger piece of cauliflower, please? That one doesn't quite fill my entire plate. I'd like to, a piece of cauliflower and a piece of broccoli, and then my plate is full. And there's nothing left. The little cherry tomatoes. And the cherry tomatoes, yes. The, How could uh, I forget? The celery, there's little pieces of celery, uh, carrot slices, uh, broccoli, cauliflower. Have you seen the ones with radishes? Yes, I have. Those are always left. It's bizarre. All the other stuff is gone. And now radishes I, are still radish. Gone. Radishes are interesting. They they have a place. Um, In but moderation. I, I think when I think of a radish, I think of a thin, like <clears throat> sliced, like thin, almost like with a vegetable peeler into wait, a salad. Wait, are they wafer thin? They are wafer thin. They are like we're talking like mandolin or or, or vegetable peeler. Very wafer. Almost look you through. Put them on the eyeballs. Yes. Look through. Okay. Yes. But they are a little little spicy and they can get kind of stinky. Um, but yeah, I never picture something like that just reaching up, grabbing it, and taking a bite into a radish. I think I'd rather eat potpourri. It's about the same. I mean, it's it's not meant to be chomped on, but I see it, and it's weird. But there's a lot of weird people, and they like rockabye, sticky baby food. James. What can I tell you? Mm-hmm. That's that's sums it up. Any point. other any other potlucks? I got one more. If you don't, you know, I not really nothing nothing that stands out any more than. Baked beans. Big, big beans, yeah. Maybe maybe pasta salad or something. Oh, God, yes. That like, there's curly, always some variation. That, that curly, weird pasta salad with the green right. and the white, the white pasta. And they always make it way, way too dry. They, they like, they're like, oh, it's my pasta salad. And it's like, okay, whoops, and, and it rips apart. Oh, my kids love it. Yeah. Well, yeah. your kids are hungry. <laughs> your kids don't, yeah, they don't see them dumping it into the trash. Uh, I might even, I might even pasta salad up in there lately especially maybe because it's just you know boil this add some olives to it there's a know. lot of different types and so many of them are mediocre uh but a lot of people love to insist on bringing them and whatever variation they found that week what about mac and cheese yeah mate for uh, that for a dinner potluck yeah absolutely i think that's a good one for a dinner potluck. i guess i tend to think of super bowl parties and Office parties, neither of which I go to, but potato salad. Yeah, I think potato salad, mac salad, and mac and well, I guess mac and cheese, mac salad. Oh, that reminds but, me of a new sponsor, Sam's Club potato salad. Oh boy, is no. a new sponsor on the program. I just thought of it, and I just thought I'd add him in. Delicious. That shit is good. Is it? It is incredible. Wow. I mean, it is deep South sweet, very good tasting potato salad from Sam's Club. Mm. I'll have to take it. So I did see a gallon of it when I was there the other day. I didn't it's get it. It's good. But uh, it was next to the paint cans. It was about the same size. So <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, these, uh, this, this paint ain't working real well on these walls. Hey, you paint with potato salad, you dumb shit. Yeah, same shit. Just grab yourself a spoon and taste it. You know what? I thought that potato salad tasted a little bit sticky last night. Yeah, sticky and sweet. Switch, sweet and sticky. Just switch them out. See, I mean, those last few there, yeah, macaroni and cheese... Baked beans and your pasta salad, man. That's uh, yeah. Maybe jack in, jack in for position in the deviled uh, eggs. Yeah, green bean casserole for damn sure. What was your second one? Uh, the meatballs, little mini meatballs. Yeah. It depends the kind of party, you know, because a dinner potluck and a party potluck are probably going to have different 
different things. Or three different green bean casseroles and three different... That's true also. And four different store-bought potato salads. Yeah, if there's no coordinating, then there could be a, a mess. And there usually is. Is there anything that you absolutely will avoid at potlucks? Like on, on I'm really particular at potlucks because I don't know these people and I don't know what kind of sanitary methods and I don't know how good of a cook they are. So I usually am very cautious. At a I, I fly through usually before anybody's oh, looking yeah. with a spoon and a plate and put a little bit on. And then when it comes time to go through, I know what I like and what I don't. Right, right. I know what to avoid and just, you know, kind of look, look and see what looks dry, look what looks kind of cobbled together and not very I mean I like I like pork and beans sure chunks of pork and bacon and, and chunks of pork with the beans like the, the sweet flavor yeah right like the baked beans Stoke, but with a lot of Stokely Van Camp pork and beans yeah that, that was good but just baked beans alone I kind of avoid yeah I like the I like the little smokiness because that adds it's very 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 sweet ooh what wow. about little cocktail weenies yeah, I like those. Those are those are like like uh, pigs in a blanket or cocktail weenies, like Shit, the little. Dude, um, I could make a meal out of those. I could make a meal out of those cocktails. Same thing with meatballs. Right. And in our in our business, a lot of times when people have an hors d'oeuvres, that that's uh, that's stuff. I'll, I'll look at the staff Absolutely. and go. I'm gonna go fill myself up a plate of that. You can I have the dried chicken. Right. Yeah. I I love if I see cocktail meatballs, that's one of those I will go to. Like I'll be like, that's probably safe. That's a crock pot thing. I know it's been cooking all day. So people aren't like you know usually messing around with it. They just get their spoon. When are you going to be in the next uh, chili cook-off? Because I know you were in a a, a, a chili cook-off um, not too long ago. It was I think it's once a year. You so, didn't tell us about it. We would have promoted it. All four of our listener would have yeah, come and I, supported you. It you was tell us next it time. was weird because I felt I felt uncomfortable too because it was the first time I really went out and did anything. My my parents went with me just to kind of you know just hang out really. I just sat back there and I set up my table, but it was. It, it, it kind of came together quickly. I wasn't sure if it was really going to do it. I'm like, I've never done one of these things. But it was Safety Harbor, which is gorgeous. It's like a Hallmark town. Oh, I love Safety Harbor. So, um, I want to say local hooker's a virgin. The yeah, local I, hooker's a virgin. That's how small that town is. I, I could see that. Um, so, maybe, I don't know if it was March, maybe? I'll have to look and see if there's any other towns. That I, thought, I thought it was, I thought you did it back in the, uh, back in the fall, I thought. God, I don't know. We'll I don't look, think so. We'll, we'll have to look on Facebook and see what because you put you posted something up like after the fact, and you got to tell us because uh, dude, I'll I'll come and yeah, uh, chili cook off. Are you kidding? I don't think I was I'd even sure if I was doing it until the week of. So that that might have been what it was. But um, yeah, no. If I ever do another one, I would absolutely because well, I think you should because uh, your chili is really good. Oh well, thank you. Exceptionally good. I appreciate that. Your wife's a good baker, and you're a good uh, bacon and cooking chili it's, chili kind of person. Food is that's my thing. That's it. I'm. I'm you know, I know I know it'll look big, but I, I definitely appreciate all I can tell you is food. every single vacation I have been on, I sample the local food. Yeah. That, to me that's that's the vacation to me. I'm telling stories about eating a that's the fifty six ounce porterhouse steak in, in Brooklyn, eating burnt ends in Kansas City, eating the best uh, dry rub ribs I've ever had in Memphis. Right. Uh, go eat, with eating eat the, what the locals eat. <clears throat> eat eating what they make. um basically a, a huge big brisket in mesquite texas i mean oh boy incredible uh seafood in uh in boston and down in the keys uh you know that's what it's all about texas is it's it's like abortion secession brisket oh it's hard brisket, to, though, yeah. it's hard to weigh you know sometimes it's worth moving to texas just because they have brisket i'm telling you you gotta love that <laughs> i gotta tell you when uh years ago uh, uh 
DJ friend of mine and I were working an event up in Panama City called Grills Gone Wild. Oh. And it was amazing. Uh, fun event. We're DJing. Actually, we got to, uh, to to sing and perform. Our group was called Ordinary Average Guys mm. with a Z. And we just did, you know, the Leonard Skinner stuff and the stuff like that that the people of Southern Fried Rock. Sure, yeah. So one of the um, the guys who was handling the various competitions, because they had a brisket competition, a ribs competition, a chili competition, and they had a pork butt competition. And so they came up and asked the two of us, would you guys be judges? We're two judges short in the pork butt competition. And I'm like, are you kidding? Free food, multiple different styles and types. There were 12 entries into this thing. They gave each of us a slice Mm -hmm. and they were, the plates were numbered underneath. So when you finished it, you held up the number and then you gave your score for it. That's a fun thing to be. It was kind of neat. The one that ended up winning the pork butt competition was absolutely amazing. It tasted so incredible. And so uh, me and my buddy walked over and asked the guy. He's got his big trophy and his, I think he won $1,000 or something. He had this pit that he drags behind his oh, truck yeah. wherever. He travels all over the southeast. Oh, yeah. And so we were asking him, what's the secret? And he goes, well, you know, you guys are the DJs, right? You're the DJ entertainer guys because you're not going to be going into competition against me, are you? And I, we're like, no, we just love what you did. And he says, well, I get myself a pork butt. I don't freeze it. I make sure that I dry it and dry age it really good. He wraps it okay. in a chamois, one of those things that soaks up yeah. water. Right, right, right. Wraps it in a chamois um, and then pulls all the moisture out of it. Just gets it as dry as you can So he get. doesn't use any salt also? Because salt well, he, will help Yeah, he, he, does a little, he did a little bit of that. Okay. He said he uses a um, like that Himalayan salt. Oh, the Himalayan pink, the pink sea salt. Right. But he says, he goes, he goes, the key to what I do is I dry it out. And he goes, to the point where that chamois is still dry when I take it off. He goes, then I coat it with, um, and this is the key, whatever pancake syrup I happen to have around. Log Cabin, Mrs. Butterworth's. Yeah. So a maple sugar, basically. Doesn't matter. Yeah. He goes, and I, 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 I absolutely massage this stuff into the pork butt. Okay. Over and over, and then he goes. I, cut, I coat it with the Himalayan sea salt, okay. and then I hit it again with another coating of the that lo- syrup. syrup. Okay, and he goes. Wrap it in aluminum foil. Cook it at two hundred to two hundred twenty-five degrees for six and a half hours. So he keeps it in foil the whole time. Yeah, and it create and it still gets a bark on it. I'm telling you, this I wonder was maybe absolutely. the maybe the syrup and the caramelization from the sugar. It soaks into the meat because right. the meat is drawing any moisture it can get. The meat's drawing. This is interesting because I, I really and, and the inside of that pork butt. I mean, it, you yeah. just didn't get the flavor from the outside crusty edge. You got right. it from so. And this was smoked. Inside. Yes. And and it was was it sliced or pulled? Sliced. It was sliced. So sliced. okay. So he did it to like one sixty five or something because I think there's like there's the sliced temp and then there's that. <sighs> Interesting. It was so good. That's good to so know. Good. And I have a rotisserie myself on my grill outside. And I did a um, a, a turkey once because I followed another guy's recipe there. Um, excuse me, what a turkey it was a chicken. It's called Hawaiian chicken. You take the chicken, you stuff it with uh, citrus, tangerine, strawberries, grapefruit, anything you can. You stuff the the peeled like fresh fruit, fruit inside, and aromatics, and close that sucker up. Coat the outside with a olive oil. And then you completely coat it with whatever seasoning you want. Sure. But the final seasoning is um, Kona coffee grounds. 
coffee makes an amazing rub. But this is the Hawaiian coffee. Mm-hmm. This shit is strong. Yeah. Then you ro- you slow the rotation. You keep the lid closed the entire mm-hmm. time. Never open the right. lid because that co- those coffee grounds start smoking. It's like start a smoky, earthy flavor. The sweetness of all the citrus mm-hmm. in the inside is is, oh, man. is into it. It is so sweet and so. The first time I had it, I was like, I love the taste of this, but I couldn't I couldn't figure it out. Right. What is that? Which is perfect. You know, it's like it's subtle, and you know it's I don't different. like coffee, but I love the smell. Right. I don't love coffee, but I love the smell. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, that, that Hawaiian chicken, everybody who's had it has said, man, you got to make this again and again and again. That sounds amazing. Really, that sounds delicious. And I do. I've used coffee as a rub for steak, as part of a great rub Welcome for back steaks. to the recipe segment of the podcast with Soleil. The potluck turned into a food discussion. I think that's well, what Some I, of our listeners but, like the fact that we get off on tangents. There's, no, you know, there's only so much you can talk about macaroni and cheese. At least it's food related, I guess. So. Yeah, well, I don't bring filet or, or, or ribeye to a potluck. But if I did, I might use coffee as part of the rub with some absolutely incredible all right well we covered a lot today want to say a big thanks to uh, our live call in uh, jesse who called in we are still trying to get uh, the wonderful and talented uh, lady bain to uh, to join us on a podcast it will be happening this season so uh, in the meantime her song uh, rocking that thing i look forward to future updates on Gigi. i want to get myself a Gigi, but if i I can't i want to hear about jesse's Gigi. all i know is is uh, he looked really handsome Where can people find out more about us, Mr. Solio? Hey, go to, uh, if you're in the metaverse, you can search for us, LSD Podcast. If you want to get hooked on LSD, you could search Lighter Side of Dark. If you Google it, it's going to come up. You can find us that way. LighterSideOfDark.com if you want to go to our website. If you like Twitter, if you like Instagram, at LighterSideDark for both of those. Um, You can email us at listener. At lighter side of because next week we're doing viewer mail. We're doing viewer mail next week, so we'll have a couple of angry, maybe complimentary, but I don't know. <laughs> it's about 75 25. Uh, yeah, or um, 80, 80, 20. 80 20, maybe. Uh, at least so, they're listening. Yeah, that, right. I'll take a hate listen. I, I don't care. I'll take what we can get. Be sure to uh, check out uh, our good friends at Cuppy Cakes, uh, Game Show Party, uh, Team Text Trivia, and of course, Size Butters Comedy Club. Did you say who was at the split this week? It is. I haven't. I don't I think you did. Did not. I have it open, too. It is Anthony Rodia. Anthony, uh, first generation Italian comedian. He's from Westchester, New York, and he's got a character, Uncle Vinny, that is uh, his, his skits and song parodies online. He has a character named Uncle Vinny. Didn't on he Road play Rage Vinny Wednesday. the dog? On Family Guy too, I don't see that in his bio here, so I can't. I thought he did. Can't confirm that. It's it's possible, um, but he's definitely picked up a lot of steam on on social media and on the, on the internet. Um, so check out Road Rage Weekly. Uh, that's part of his 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 sketches and 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 his uh, songs as well. So Anthony Radia this week at Side Splitters. Yep, right there on Dale Mabry and also over the uh, the Grove. Over by Highway 75 and 54. And they even have a location in St. Pete. Starting to grow. There we go. So they are always doing a fantastic job. Well, Solio, it's been great working with me. Boy, it really has. We're up to 19 days in jail, both of us again. Of course. We're never going to get out. Thanks for playing Florida Man. So we will see everybody next week for uh, Season 7, Episode 4. Thanks for listening. Stay safe out there, guys. Bye, guys.
The Lighter Side of Dark is a brainchild of DJs Rob Smith and Paul Solio and is meant for the sole purpose of entertainment, merely opinions of our host and not meant to be taken seriously. Written and produced by Paul Solio and Rob Smith. Edited by Rob Smith, announcer Dave Anthony. Original music provided by Seth Book and a local Tampa band, Noodles Magoo. You may visit the website at www.lightersideofdark.com or visit on Facebook at the Lighter Side of Dark podcast, available on most podcast formats and services. For sponsorship interest, please email at listener at lightersideofdark.com. Recorded at the Fame DJ School Studios in Spring Hill, Florida. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please go back and start from the beginning of the series. We appreciate you following our show.